Karen Slaughter. This book is read by Kathleen Early. June 8, 2004 Chapter 1 Come on now, Miss Charlie. Dexter Black's voice was scratchy over the jailhouse payphone. He was 15 years her senior, but the miss was meant to convey respect for their respective positions. I told you I'ma take care of your bill as soon as you get me out of this mess. Charlie Quinn rolled her eyes up so far in her head that she felt dizzy. She was standing outside a packed room of Girl Scouts at the YWCA. She should not have taken the call, but there were few worse things than being surrounded by a gaggle of teenage girls. Dexter, you said the exact same thing the last time I got you out of trouble— and the minute you walked out of rehab, you spent all of your money on lottery tickets. I could have won, and then I would have paid you out half. Not just what I owe you, Miss Charlie, half. That's very generous, but half of nothing is nothing. She waited for him to come up with another excuse, but all she heard was the distinct murmur of the North Georgia Men's Detention Center. Bars being rattled, expletives being shouted, grown men crying guards telling them all to shut the hell up. She said, I'm not wasting my anytime cell phone minutes on your silence. I got something, Dexter said. Something gonna get me paid. I hope it's not anything you wouldn't want the police to find out about on a recorded phone conversation from jail. Charlie wiped sweat from her forehead. The hallway was like an oven. Dexter, you owe me almost $2,000. I can't be your lawyer for free. I've got a mortgage and school loans, and I'd like to be able to eat at a nice restaurant occasionally without worrying my credit card will be declined. Miss Charlie, Dexter repeated. I see what you were doing there, reminding me about the phone being recorded, but what I'm saying is that I got something might be worth some money to the police. You should get a good lawyer to represent you in the negotiations because it's not going to be me. Wait, wait, don't hang up, Dexter pleaded. I'm just remembering what you told me all them years ago when we first started. You remember that? Charlie's eye roll was not as pronounced this time. Dexter had been her first client when she'd set up shop straight out of law school. He said, You told me that you passed up them big jobs in the city because you wanted to help people. He paused for effect. Don't you still want to help people, Miss Charlie? She mumbled a few curses that the phone monitors at the jail would appreciate. Carter Grail, she said, offering him the name of another lawyer. That old drunk. Dexter sounded picky for a man wearing an orange prison jumpsuit. Miss Charlie, please, can you... Don't sign anything that you don't understand. Charlie flipped her phone closed and dropped it into her purse. A group of women in bike shorts walked past. The YWCA mid-morning crowd consisted of retirees and young mothers. She could hear a distant thump, thump, thump of heavy bass from an exercise class. The air smelled of chlorine from the indoor pool. Thunks from the tennis courts penetrated the double-paned windows. Charlie leaned back against the wall. She replayed Dexter's call in her head. He was in jail again. For meth, again. He was probably thinking he could snitch on a fellow meth head or a dealer and make the charges go away. If he didn't have a lawyer looking over the deal from the district attorney's office, 
he would be better off holding his nuts and buying more lottery tickets. She felt bad about his situation, but not as bad as she felt about the prospect of being laid on her car payment. The door to the rec room opened. Belinda Foster looked panicked. She was 28, the same age as Charlie, but with a toddler at home, a baby on the way, and a husband she talked about as if he was another burdensome child. Taking over Girl Scout career day had not been Belinda's stupidest mistake this summer, but it was in the top three. Charlie, Belinda tugged at the trefoil scarf around her neck. If you don't get back in here, I'm going to throw myself off the roof. You'd only break your neck. Belinda pulled open the door and waited. Charlie nudged around her friend's very pregnant belly. Nothing had changed in the rec room since her ringing cell phone had given her respite from the crowd. All of the oxygen was being sucked up by 20 fresh-faced, giggling Girl Scouts, ranging from the ages of 15.